Greetings, everyone, and welcome to the Traveling Pulpit. I'm Vernon Sheridan, the man with the voice that is unscripted, and I want to thank you for joining me on today. You know, it has been an agonizing week, not because it's been a hard work week, but just an agonizing week because every way you turn, every time you tell on, turn on the television, you're hearing something about this, this virus, uh, uh, this, these, 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 uh, restrictions. You're hearing so many things about reopening and how to reopen and, and, and what it takes to reopen. You know, this morning when I was on my walk, I asked God to give me his wisdom. And the Bible confirms that when you ask God for his wisdom, he is free and just to give it to you. And I asked for it and I got just what I received. While I was walking, the sun was bright in my face. I saw a vision. I saw two great tables. And my question to you is, which one are you going to be sitting at? Now, I'm not here to tell you that one was in heaven and one was in hell. You know that's where they were. But I'm not going to tell you that's where they were. I'm going to ask you, what table are you going to be sitting at? You see, the banquet is being prepared for the strong and for the weak. It is being prepared for the believer and the non-believer. It is being pre prepared for the follower and the denier. You see, the Bible is this way. You can either accept it as God's word or you can deny it from being God's word. If you accept it, what table will you sit at? Even though you've accepted it, has your lifestyle changed? Though it reflects that you've accepted it. If you deny it, doesn't matter what your lifestyle is. You're going to end up at one of the two tables. So my question to you, what table are you going to be sitting at? The Lord told Habakkuk in Habakkuk 1 and 5, he says, look among the nations and, and see and wonder and be astounded for I am doing a work in your days that you would not believe if told. What if God was telling you? In, in your day right now, in this exact moment, what if God was telling you that he's coming? How do you receive that? How do you, how do you grasp that? Is that something that you, you want to get ready for? Is that something you want to say, oh, I'm not ready for all that. I'm, I'm not ready for all that. Or is it something that you just say, you know, it really doesn't matter. I don't care. You see, your attitude is based on what table you'll be sitting at. The reason I say that is because every single day, seven days a week, we hear something about this, this, this virus, this COVID-19, this uh, coronavirus, someone is dying from it. We've got numbers uh, that multitude almost into the millions of deaths. We've got numbers that, 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 that multitude into the millions of cases. But let me tell you something. 
In my 48 years of living on this earth, I have never known one person to die from a virus. Not one. If you know someone who has died of a virus, hit me up at the traveling pulpit and let me know so I can research it or you can or you can tell me. And then again, I can research it because I need to see for myself. You see, I don't think scientifically that a virus is strong enough to take a life. I think a virus is strong enough to make you sick. But everyone who has died from a virus had a underlying condition that the virus helped to promote that, that which led to their death. I don't think a virus has ever been strong enough. Look at the flu every year. The flu every year takes out more people than this. And, and what has happened is there are those who are strong and then there are those who are weak. Now, in order to control the weak, you have to eliminate the strong. I'm talking about Jesus. Jesus came full of strength. Jesus came full of knowledge. Jesus came full of compassion. And what happened to Jesus? The very same thing he said will happen to you if you follow me. But if you follow me, you're going to have a place at the table. But if you don't follow me, you're going to have a place at the table. So again, my question to you is, what table will you be sitting at? Ezekiel 2 and 1 and 3 and 1, it, it reads like this. Ezekiel says in... Where, where did I have my, 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 my point at? Um, he says, thus says the Lord in verse four, the, de the descendants are impudent and stubborn, and I send you to them and you shall say to them, thus says the Lord and whatever they hear or refuse to hear for they are a rebellious house. Yes, we have been a rebellious house since Adam, man, ate the fruit. We have been a rebellious house and there have been many prophets to come from that, from, from, from that incident to tell the world that God is about to judge the world. And even unto this day, though I not, I do not consider myself a prophet in any type of way. I'm just Vernon Sheridan, the man with the unscripted voice, founder of the traveling pulpit to deliver a message to you and to ask you, what table will you be sitting at? He says, because this is a rebellious house. Man has done everything in his power since the beginning to not follow God to not believe in God, to not adhere to what God is telling him. He has always wanted to live his own way. And it is because of that he will have his own reward, which is why Jesus said in Matthew seven thirteen, enter by the narrow gate for the gate is wide that leads to destruction. But the gate that is narrow that leads to eternal life are found by few. So the choice is yours. You can continue to be a part of this rebellious system that is trying to weed out the weak from the strong.
or you can be a part of the system which the Lord has given permission over. You see, Jesus, upon leaving the earth, what he did, he instituted what is called the Last Supper. Now, again, I understand scripture. I understand the, 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 what the Lord said would happen in the coming days. And I honestly, I honestly, from my heart, believe that we are in the times of, of what you would call the tribulation. You see, the church has thrived underground. It is when the church came above ground that it got weak that it got involved into the world, that it got involved into society, that it lost its hunger to feed the people. What the church did when it came up, up on the, up on the surface, it became hungry to feed itself. And I'm not talking about the building. I'm talking about the man made leadership. I'm calling them out. They came on the surface so that they could be served. They no longer found themselves in the position or having been instructed to serve. They were the ones that wanted to be served. So that is how the church, when it came above ground, lost its power because they became a part of the world. And the world says, if you take our cake, if you take our food, if you take our drink, when it's time for us to tell you to shut up, we're going to tell you to shut up. And we see that right here and right now in this day and time. Those that have sat at the table and eaten the food of the world are now in a position of restriction. But when the church was underground, when the church was under persecution, the hunger of man the church was hungry. The church fed the poor. The church looked after the widow. The church looked after the orphan. They took care of one another. If you didn't have enough, someone had just enough more than, than what the person had that they could give and without, without having to ask for it back. But we can't do that on the surface. No, no, we're the church of the world. See, the church of the world wants to, wants to uh, buy, sell, uh, trade, uh, lend and borrow. You know, no, it's not like that when the church was underground. See, the church was under persecution. You lose your life if they found out you were a follower of the way or you were a follower of Jesus Christ or you were one of the one of the one of the followers of the disciples after Christ left. Yeah, you would lose your life. And you don't think a day like that is coming. You don't think a time such as such such as that is now. Today is a day of choice making, and I'm offering you a choice by asking you, what table will you be sitting at? What food will you accept and what food will you be eating? You see, every day we get some food off of a television program, something that is designed to program your mind. Something that is designed that when your mind becomes programmed, you, you get, you get filled with fear and God did not give us a spirit of fear. He has not given us a spirit of fear. Why? Because we are in him and he is in us. How do we know this? Because if you're going to eat the food of the world, 
you're going to lose the food that gives you eternal salvation. The food I'm talking about is this Matthew 20, 26 and 26. Now, when they were eating, Jesus took bread and after blessing it, broke it and gave it to the disciples and said, take eat. This is my body. He took bread and called it his body. And he took a cup when he had given thanks. He gave it to them saying, drink of it, all of you. For this is my blood of the, of the covenant, which is poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins. I tell you, you, I, I tell you, I will not drink again of this fruit of the vine until the day when I drink it new with you in my father's kingdom. What table are you going to be sitting when Jesus is passing around the cup and when he is passing around the bread? What table are you going to be sitting at? That's all I want to know. That, that's all I want to know. You see, Jesus has come to the earth and he has told everyone. He's telling us now in John 6 and 22, he, he has, he is letting us know not to work for the food that perishes, but for the food that endures to eternal life, which is the son of man that he will give us. It is his word. When you see something on TV that, that makes you think that there is no hope, it is his word that he wants you to go to because he is the bread of life. He wants to feed you. The programming on TV is already feeding you. But will you digest what they're feeding you rather in rather digest ingest than digest the word of God? Put something in you that you can get something out of. Some hope some stability, some belief, some love. Put that inside of you and carry that with you wherever you go because you're facing a world full of damned people. People that have given all that have already given up that has that have cashed in their chips and said, you know what? I can't do this anymore. Those are the ones we have to go after. You know why? Because we're underground now. Yes, the church is underground. When they closed the doors of the church and padlocked them, they put us underground. They didn't, they didn't divide us. You know what? They made us stronger. It is time to get strong, people. It's time to get strong, traveling pulpit family, because we are strong. We are one in Christ. And if you believe what I'm saying, if you know what I'm saying is true, then, then tell this to your neighbor. Let them know to not give up on the Lord Jesus because he has not given up on you. He has not given up on you. One man took two pieces of wood and three nails. And he changed the course of history all because of you. He says, I am the bread of life. The Pharisees didn't understand what he was saying. They were thinking cannibalistically. They thought Jesus was talking about people who had to eat his flesh body. No. No, it is his word. Ezekiel was told to eat the word, but God told Ezekiel to eat the word. Now, Jesus is telling all of us 
it is time for us to eat the word. It is time for us to devour the word. Why? Because we're underground family and all we got is each other. All we got is each other. So I'm asking you, if you're with me, then you know what table you're going to be sitting at. And if you're not with me, give me, give the traveling pulpit. Don't give me, give the traveling pulpit an opportunity to minister to you. And if you have someone that, that you're already under and, and they're teaching the word of God, the way it's supposed to be, then you've already believed and you already have your, ha have your invitation in hand to be at the table for which God will serve the meal. So before I close this message, I want to know what table are you going to be sitting at? Because the day and time is not for our knowing, but the day and time is for our opportunity to continue to go out and get those going out into the highways and the byways and the hedges, compelling those to come in so that his father's house might be full. He wants to feed you. Don't you want to eat? Aren't you hungry? Don't be hungry for the wrong things. Be hungry for that which gives eternal life. Sit at the table that is forever with him. Sit at the table where we will forever be his children. Don't sit at the table where we will where where they will be forever separated, not being called children, but sitting in eternal darkness for all eternity. I don't care how many people come up with an equation of eternity. It's too long for me to try to figure out. I'd much rather just go on and just take what the Lord has given me because I want to be with him. And I'm telling you this because they're coming. They are coming. And when they come, I don't know if it's by force or by choice or by question, but if you have loved ones that have gone on to be with the Lord, if you eat the food they give you, you're automatically cut off because you cannot serve two masters and you cannot side with the world. If you have taken communion and you have believed in the Lord Jesus for the communion that you're taking, you have already accepted your invitation. There's no reason to take another invitation from anyone else because your invitation is stamped salvation. Today is the day to know what table you're going to be sitting at. Traveling Pulpit family, that's my time. I love you. I thank you for an opportunity. As always, as always, I am so grateful to have this opportunity to come to share with you the message of salvation, that which is in Christ Jesus. I am so grateful for you. And I'm so thankful and I look forward to doing this with you on next week. Like I said, I'm doing other projects right now. Um, I'm working on some things that that will be that will come to surface really, really soon, I believe. And and I'm just excited to I'm sharing that with you now. But when you know, once it excuse me, once it happens, you know, then, you know, I'm a, I'm going to be grateful because it's going to be out there for the world. It's going to be out there for the world, not just for me, because one thing I understand when I study, I'm not studying for myself. I'm studying for you. I benefit from what I'm studying, but sharing it with you is meant for you.
So to reach me, I'm at the traveling pulpit at gmail.com. I upload to Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and any other um, social media site I can think of. The, those are the big three right now. But I want to thank you once again. I look forward to doing this with you on next Saturday. I'm looking forward to this, doing this on Wednesday. I've been praying about bringing back refuel and recharge. And you just never know when you might hear a refuel and recharge message. But guys, I got to go. I love you for with all my heart. I don't waste words. And I'm not saying that. But please share this message with someone. Okay. I'm Vernon Sheridan, the man with the unscripted voice, and this is the Traveling Pulpit saying goodbye.